Hello. Hello. You're listening to Track by Track with me, Dan. And me, Will. This is the podcast where you take a great pop music album and break it down track by track. And we are going to let you know that on the turntable this week, we've got Overpowered by Rasheen Murphy. And I was about to burst into song then, but I thought, no, I don't want people turning off within the first 15 seconds of it starting. No. 15 minutes is probably a bit nearer the mark. Normal, isn't it? yeah, yeah. Ah, uh, and here we are recording. Here I am recording with my boo again. Oh, is that me or have you got someone under the desk that I can't see? <laughs> I'm just being friendly. Oh, it's not used to it. It's uh, no, okay. I won't. A bit creepy. I'll stop. Yeah, thank you. That's better. Uh, now, absolutely thrilled to be talking about Roisin Murphy on Track by Track this week for the first time ever. Yeah, I can't believe we're creeping up to our four-year anniversary and it's the first time we're doing a Rasheen Murphy album. Uh, arguably, we're starting off with her biggest, boldest, brashest and best. In my opinion, anyway. In your honest opinion. Now, obviously, we we talked about some of the singles on the new music drop and I think before that when it was the self-isolation specials and she did appear in our top tracks of 2020 as well, but I still can't believe it's taken this long to do an album. But what an uh, album, as you said. What, uh, I'm so excited to talk about this album because it's, first of all, it's sonically sensational. Second of all, it reminds me of some wonderful memories of some wonderful times with friends. So, yeah, in fact, great segue, Will, into why are we talking about it? This week is because it was released, or I should say the first single was released 15 years ago this week. So what were you up to 15 years ago this week, Will? What was I up to 15 years ago this mm. week? Mind your own bloody yeah. business. Oh, 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 something wrong. Something untoward, clearly. No, just, you're just a bit over familiar, actually. <laughs> so I, I'm treading that line, crossing that line, that fine line between uh, colleagues and friends. Uh, you made it quite clear which one you want to be. Just get back. Prod me back with a stick. <laughs> uh, no, I just remember an overpowered. Uh, and let me know. Uh, and just and and some of the B sides as well. Just soundtrack. Just fun times in London. Uh, just wonderful. And it was this uh, her walking the line between pop and dance and more experimental electro that all kind of melded together. The stars aligned for this album to just create some just amazing songs. And I hadn't listened to it for a while up until preparation for the episode. And as we often do, uh, as we're getting ready to record, rediscovering an album and just remembering how fantastic every track was. And I have to say, I'm almost embarrassed to say, back in 2007, this album passed me by. And as much as I loved Maloko, I had their greatest hits which makes me sound a bit Alan Partridge, actually, but I did, and I loved it. <laughs> I, I had no idea, really, about any of Rasheen's solo output until Rasheen Machine, and that's when I went back and listened to more and realised I, I, she was one of those artists I knew I should be listening to because I did love Maloko, but it just took me so long to actually do it. Like with anything, actually, Will, like that list of jobs I've got to do. It's not getting any longer. No, it's not getting any shorter. It is getting longer. <laughs> <laughs> it is getting longer. Also, I should just um, have that on file, you saying, uh, I wasn't familiar with this album until uh, the episode, uh, but now I absolutely love it. 
Well, also, I really tried to reword it this time, so it wasn't the same as like, I listened to it last week while we get ready for the episode. I really tried to paint a different picture this time. Did it work? I always love how affectionate you eventually are about the album, uh, and this one, I'm hoping, I'm hoping will be no exception. But first, Roisin Marie Murphy, Irish uh, singer, writer, producer, artist. Uh, she's been, uh, you know, on the scene since the '90s. Maloko. Uh, and her solo work, the collaborations she's done uh, with other artists, the writing and production work she's done with other people as well, very much pushing the envelope with an alternative sound and a fantastically unique style uh, and an art direction, which is just uh, a, a vision to behold, whether it's on album artwork, whether it's uh, in print, whether it's in performances, uh, she's just a fantastic artist, uh, an all-round artist and creative. Uh, Overpowered was her second solo album uh, and was released on the 15th of October 2007, uh, following up from Ruby Blue. Uh, and this was a huge uh, moment for her, critically acclaimed, stunningly reviewed and uh, and her made brought her return to prominence as well, just in the charts across all media, and loved uh, by music fans uh, everywhere, really. And I think it's safe to say, isn't it, Will? And again, not as the expert on machine solo output, but I think whereas Ruby Blue wasn't as instant, it was a little bit more experimental. I think this definitely felt like the pop dance record people wanted from Machine at the time. Yeah, absolutely, Dan. And it's great that we've had so much more since this album. But Overpowered, this, the song is one of those songs for me that has just never really gone away. And let's hope it never does. Shall we, should we talk about it? Should we put the record on? Let's put the record on. Because side one, track one is indeed Overpowered. Need the love object To Oh my god, Dan, that song is just so fudging good, honestly. It is such a good album opener because it's so full of intrigue. And if if maybe you did miss Ruby Blue uh, and this was your first introduction to Solo Rashid and you come from Maloko, you would just be thinking, what the hell is going on? It's so synthy, it's so 80s inspired i should say because it actually but it also sounds very contemporary and it still sounds just as fresh now or even if you did like ruby blue again this that was a little bit more experimental maybe a little bit more left field this just it almost feels familiar doesn't it, it almost feels like you already know the song in a way i know what you mean and i just love the it's heartbreaking and really twangs at your heartstrings as well as being, I mean, it's a sad banger. There's, and I, I know we overuse that phrase sometimes, but just the pangs of that uh, synth in there, 
which comes from which comes from another song, which is something that's been pulled in and used from "I Wear My Sunglasses at Night" by Tigger, and that just layers on Roisin's very brit- brittle and soft voice with that electronica to make something quite otherworldly. And yeah, you have to talk about the voice. The music is is incredible, and it changes throughout the record, but. The one thing tying it together is her voice. And she has got a phenomenal and very unique voice. She has. It's unique. Uh, also, she's it's so good. Her voice is incredible live as well. And I think it's no easy feat sometimes when you've got such an electronic sound, which in some of her tracks, and we'll come on to some later on in this album, which are almost like a wall of electronics going off at you. Uh, you know, it's a real, it takes a certain voice to be able to stand proud within that. And she can do that live. And obviously she can do it in the studio as well. I've seen her class to be previously and she absolutely stuns because it's all about, it's not just the vocals, which are fantastic. It's the music, it's the performance, it's the art direction, it's the fashion, it's the style. I can just remember the her emerging from the smoke onto the West Holt stage when I saw her. Uh, and I can't remember the exact outfit she had on, but I just remember thinking, oh, my God, that is a choice and a half. Absolutely fabulous. Uh, she's a bit of a style icon, I think, as well. A hundred percent. And certainly, well, with every album, but I love every single single cover of this album. She's just her look is really unique. You know, there's a lot of artists out there who partner what they're doing with fashion but there's only one Rasheen Murphy. And whilst we're on that thread, we're not going to talk about the album artwork for a while, if at all today, but the single and album photography is just speaks to... It's Rasheen wearing a series of a wonderful, elaborate outfits in very mundane, run-of-the-mill places. So, for example, the cover for this one, it, she's got this huge uh, dress and cloak thing on which is like supported by scaffolding it's so big but she's just stood waiting to cross the road on some double yellows one of my favorites is coming up actually my favorite single cover is coming up but i won't i won't ruin it yet because i think we probably will talk about the single covers this week more than we ever have done before yeah because they deserve to be talked about they're begging to be talked about but yeah dan don't jump the gun and do it too soon We've got to talk about... I've already talked about I Wear My Sunglasses at Night, but who else was uh, involved in this? So, yeah, there's a there's a whole host of contributors on this album, which I think adds to what makes it such a quality production because in Rasheen's own words, it's almost like every single contributor wanted to make the single. And therefore, I think a lot of them could have been singles. But on this one, which was the lead single, it is co-written by Paul Dolby and Mike Pato. So Paul Dolby, he is part of Bugs in the Attic, who are a collective of DJs and producers. And Mike Patton is a Pato, sorry, uh, is a acid jazz producer based in London. And then it is produced by Rasheen and CG or CG. Um, also worth mentioning, Dan, uh, the remixes for this, the Seamus Haji remix is phenomenal and makes it an absolute dance floor pounder. 
Uh, but also, if you like something a bit different, the Herve and Roisin in the Secret Garden mix uh, is also worth your time. And I think throughout this campaign, and actually even the most recent Roisin machine campaign, she's an artist who is so generous with her content, with all of these remixes. There's amazing B-sides on every release as well. And to be honest, I think she's up there with Pet Shop Boys and Saint Etienne in terms of content. You know, there's there's a lot of artists now who put out a single and that's just it. It's a, it's a track from the album. Not with Rasheen Loving. Uh, yeah, there were three B-sides as part of this single campaign, uh, but I'm not going to dwell on them too much because we might come back to them later. This that actually will has been one of the most difficult further listening choices that i can remember actually for a long time oh totally because there are so many b-sides which could have been albums i'd argue a few of them could have been singles they're that good Mm. Uh, and also some fantastic remixes across all of the songs that were released as well we do do a bit of chart chats don't we Uh, and this is an interesting one because it only got to 149 in the uk singles chart why dan why Oh, don't worry. Well, I've got, there's a very good reason for this. It's because um, it was only eligible to chart on downloads. The physical formats were ineligible. Uh, Maybe because, you know, I think they had to be only 20 minutes in length in total and these were much longer. I think that's potentially the reason why. Uh, And obviously back then probably downloads weren't as impactful on the charts as they would become. And of course now... It's all about streaming. It's all about streaming, Will, nowadays. It was a different time back then. But that, that again, that is the will of the artist to want to give the content over. Blow the rules. Blow the rules. It's a great song. And Will, you touched on the fact that it is a sad banger before we move on from this one, because I feel like we've already spoken about a full episode about this song. But you mentioned it's a sad banger. What I love particularly about the lyrics of this one, or lyrically... Lyrically... I love all of the scientific chat in that, which works really well with the synths in there, which kind of sound like they are from some mad scientist's laboratory or something like that. But your data, my data, the chromosomes match. And then later on, as science struggles on to try to explain oxytoxins flowing ever into my brain. I love how she takes those really almost clinical things. Clinically. And turns them into something, clinically turns them into something quite heartfelt in a dance track have we gushed too much we're only on track one no 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 there's plenty more to come and uh, let's let us move on now to track number two you know me better So You Know Me Better there, and we said Overpowered was a great album opener because of the intrigue, but what I love about this is that from that first few seconds of pounding beat, this feels much poppier. Still got her stamp on it because of her vocal, but I think this, in another lifetime, in another parallel universe, this could have been like maybe a Kylie or a Gaga track or, or one of the other pop girlies. It's just so infectious. It does have a great kind of electro-pop thrash running through it. And I like the fact that immediately, when Overpowered is quite haunting, 
This is a little bit more up front and a little bit more in your face. But I love when you get to the chorus and you have the vocal, you know, you know me better than I know myself. And then you get this kind of haunting refrain. Just come in for a minute there off the back of the lines of the chorus, which kind of loops it back into the kind of feel that we've gotten from the first track so far. But I, this is what I, this is for me what I love about Roisin Murphy. It's just these incredible, infectious pop songs. But they've got a lot more going on when you dig a bit deeper uh, and when you just kind of really immerse yourself into, into each song. Uh, it's more than meets the eye. More than meets the eye. More than meets the ear. And yeah, I said it, you know, maybe it could have been Kylie or Gaga. Fantastic pop artists. But you're so right. When you listen to Rasheen Murphy songs, there's always more. The more time you listen to them, you dig a bit deeper. You hear new things in the music. You hear new things in the lyrics. You appreciate her vocal even more. And, and yeah, this is no exception. In fact, I almost felt like when I was first listening to this, I almost felt like, oh, is this actually a remix of the album version? Have I gone wrong somewhere? Am I on shuffle or something like that? Because it's just so banging. I think at first I didn't expect her her albums to be this dance oriented orientated orientated and also oriented it's, it's pure quality as well it just it just kind of rolls off the speaker and into your ear so nicely and you know that's the production that's the vocal it's got such a great polish to it and i think you know the production on all of these tracks no matter who she's been with uh musically obviously uh, it's it's just got it's been really well mastered I think is what I'm trying to say the album the whole album has but this song in particular I'm going to tell you who's working on this uh, it's co-written and co-produced by Andy Cato or Cato uh, one half of Groove Armada and also Ill Factor who have worked with the likes of Kygo and Gwen Stefani so an incredible team on this one uh, and of course, Rasheen also co-writing, co-producing. Uh, and you can hear the Groove Armada influence in there as well. Maybe that's what brings a slightly poppier edge because they're really good at doing those kind of poppy slash dance crossover tracks, aren't they? They are. They are, well, yes. Uh, another two banging B-sides on this. Uh, I'm not going to go into them in too much detail because again, saving that for later. Uh, but again, both of them worth your time and uh, some stunning remixes, in particular Toddler T, who at the time, emerging producer, remixer, DJ. Uh, she always knows who to work with as well, doesn't she? She does. And actually, Will, I had my money on you highlighting Trevor Lovey's dub as one of the remixers on this one. <laughs> You're all right, Trevor Lovey. <laughs> How's your dub? <laughs> you finished your dub um, yet for Roisin down road Trevor Lovey get on with your dub so this was a single well this was the third single to be released from the album as with Overpowered you know Roisin she's not aiming for number one is she and, and good for her actually this as a third single got to number 47 not a bad effort this was in April of 2008 in the top 10 at the time, you had the likes of Nickelback with Rockstar, Madonna with Four Minutes, Mariah Carey, Touch My Body, Duffy, Mercy, Sam Spiro, Black and Gold, and Estelle featuring Kanye West at number one with American Boy. And actually, I'm going to say actually, this track 
you know, what a chorus on this track. It probably did deserve to do better. It probably should have been heard by more people. Maybe she'll have a, a Kate Bush-esque resurgence, Will. Uh, yeah, you, you could just imagine this, uh, any of these songs popping up on a, um, uh, a TV show somewhere because they're very, they're still very fresh now, aren't they? Well, maybe in 40, I don't know how old it's 15 years, maybe in 25 years when Stranger Things hits the uh, noughties, it's going to happen then. It won't still be going on then, will it? No. I'll just do what Heartbeat did and just stay in the same decade after 15 years. <laughs> I don't know, Dan, if anyone's ever compared Stranger Things to Heartbeat before. Well, my two favourite shows, actually. Um, also, Will, this is my favourite single artwork. Where she's sat at the bar, you've got the you know old school brass drip tray. And there she is looking rather brassy herself, actually. Oh, yeah, I'm just looking at it now, actually. Oh, yeah, there's that lovely... That drip drip tray, unusual um, not to see uh, a lady with a um, mouth in the drip tray. But maybe I'm just thinking about your mother. Oh, how dare you! How? Yeah, it could have come straight Ooh. from Newton and Ridley's, couldn't it? That one. <laughs> Track number three now. Checking on me. Checking on me there, so our first taste of a non-single. And Dan, I could be forgiven for thinking that Timberland was on the produce for that song. What a change in style. A real change in style. A lovely, you know, merges from the previous song. It doesn't sound out of place, but completely different. Not what I was expecting. But also, there is a connection to Timberland because one of the uh, writers and producers of this track is... Jimmy Douglas, uh, also known as the Senator, uh, he's a recording engineer and record producer, and he is also mixed for lots of Timberland productions, including Snoop Dogg, uh, Justin Timberlake, and Duran Duran. <laughs> of course. I also spotted Carl Cox on the saxophone for this track, and I wonder if it's the Carl Cox. Hmm. Should we just start a rumour that it is? Cox on the saxophone. Oh, Cox on the sax. Saxy uh, Cox. I do enjoy uh, the the variety, the difference of this track. Again, a much more beat heavy, very stringy as well. I really enjoy uh, after electro pop banger, moody electronic start. This one, uh, checking on me. Even the name sounds a bit like hip and happening, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. And yeah, if you think about this time, 2007, this was a very popular sound, wasn't it? But it is still Rasheen doing it her own way. And you have got that kind of, um, it's not really a cappella, but that kind of almost beatbox sound. But then once again, the more you listen to the track, the more you tune into it, there's incredible strings in there. There's fantastic guitars and brass. There's loads of layers of instruments as well. I think sometimes the best tracks sound simple but actually they're not at all like the best people as well 
Like you. You sound simple, but you're not at all. <laughs> I can't work out if that's a compliment or not. Maybe that's how simple I am. There is a compliment in there somewhere. So, track number four then. Let me know. Let me know. I have to say, Will, the first time I heard this one and that really stripped back intro, I thought she was going to go in for some sort of like Celine ballad. I thought this has taken a real curveball left turn, however you want to call it. And then it comes in with the beat. And it's almost like a classic disco track, like No More Tears or something like that, or on the radio, that false start. And then bang, it's a banger. Oh, it's fabulously misleading, isn't it? And I love 30 seconds in when the beat starts to come in. Uh, It's so funky, this track. And I think second single, uh, after Overpowered, a lot more, you know, let me know when you're lonely, baby. It's a little bit more, it's a little bit cheekier, a little bit more optimistic as well. And I think that those kind of 90s style piano, house pianos, make, lift that, give it that lift, give it that energy. Uh, and also when you get into that chorus, uh, which is so catchy, we were both doing that. Let me know when you're lonely, baby. Do, do, do. And I was actually <laughs> pretending to play the piano with that key progression of do, 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 do. It's very good. Very good. It's very good. It's almost like a meeting of a classic disco track and a classic house track and then given the machine treatment. It's gone through the Rishi machine. Gone through the Rishi machine. Disco and house with a kind of wonky electronic pop twist to it as Ooh. well. Still very much her. Do you think this is some of her best work, this album? I have to say that having, you know, dipped my toe into Rasheen's back catalogue uh, after hearing Rishi machine... There's some great stuff in there, but my two favourites are this and Machine Machine. Machine Machine is great, but I love the evolution with that. And I think there's so much more. You really have to listen and get into the into, into the bones of that album. I think this is more instantly poppy and accessible. Yeah. This is yeah, definitely the most accessible for sure. And this, and that's definitely what jumps out to me and why I really enjoy it. But I just think it's just very well written and produced. And on the writing and production of this one, Will, it's Rasheen and Andy Cato or Cato again. I wish I knew which one it was. I wish I, you know, when I'm researching an episode and I'm looking who's writing and looking who's recording, I wish I'd think, oh, I wonder how you say their name. Because, you know, you write it down or you read it, but you never actually, I always forget that I'm going to say it on a microphone, on a podcast, listened to by millions of people around the world. I quite enjoy that you don't do that. Uh, apart from this has probably gone on a bit too long, this talk about it, but I like the fact that you are uh, <laughs> uh, stumbling over your tongue and trying to get your tongue round it. But what a great team on the track. This was the second single, as I've said, uh, and it got to number 28 in the singles chart. Uh, another two B-sides 
Uh, so what does that on the B-side counter? Seven now, actually. Three on the first one, two, then another two. There's also Joey, Joey Negro's remixes on here. And you've also got a Paul Oakenfold mix of Crybaby, which is another song on the album, which I have to say is absolutely phenomenal. Uh, and I love it when artists do release remixes of album tracks as well. Again, the generosity. Can't fault oh, it. it's a lovely surprise, isn't it? Dan, this was number 28. What else was going on in the charts? So, yeah, also worth noticing, Will, that this, you know, we've said this is one of our favourites. It's one of the most accessible. This is Rasheen's highest charting single to date. Uh, but this hit number 28 in October of 2007. The next new entry above her was Barbie Girl by Samanda from Big Brother, if you remember that year, the twins. Yes. Um, <laughs> which is quite insulting actually for uh for Rasheen uh but it's a wonderful chart a wonderful trip down memory lane number one sugar babes about you now oh I didn't do the way around today um you've also got Mark Ronson in there with Valerie you've also got the plain white tees hey there Delilah and we talked about the Timberland sound uh, Timberland's at number seven with 50 cent and AO technology and he's also at number 15 with the way I are featuring Kerry Hilson okay track number five movie star star i adore this song uh this is probably my second favorite song on the album uh this is what i was talking about at the start this kind of wall of electronic sound and i just think in other hands the vocal would not pop like it does on here but i just love those aggressive synths but with roisin's what beautiful soaring voice through this uh, and at the same time, it's so majestic as well when it gets into the chorus. I love it, Dan, and I hope you like it too. I think he likes it, boys and girls, and <laughs> do I like it as well? Yes, I do. Oh, I love this one. Goodness. And I have to say, I knew that Richard X was involved with the album. So when I first heard this one, I thought, oh, there we go. Then that's the Richard X production. No. It's not, Will. It's not no. Richard X on this one. It's not Richard no, X on no, this no. one. No, no. No, and I know you're wondering, who is it then? Well, it's written by the same team as Overpowered. It's Paul Dolby and Mike Pato. This one is produced by Parrot and Dean. Uh, any any intel on Parrot and Dean? Uh, and Parrot and Dean have worked with... Actually, well, they've worked with some Sheffield legends, including Eye Monster and Pulp. And of course, Rasheen herself did live in Sheffield for a while, didn't she? Yeah, she did. Ah, oh, my old friends. Oh, it's a shame they didn't get Human League and Arctic Monks in on the act. Maybe next time. Oh, you're never bloody satisfied, are you? Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Now, Parrot and Dean were also part of the all-seeing eye from Sheffield. Do you remember them, Will? Oh, and the beat goes on. Dun, 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 dun. The beat goes on, uh, which they produced for Britney Spears' debut album, uh, they also did uh, tracks with Tony Christie, uh, Jarvis Cocker and Philip Oakey. So lots of Sheffield legends, but also Dean uh, of Parrot and Dean fame and also All Seeing Eye fame also fronted Eye Monster, 
who had that fantastic hit with Daydream in Blue. Mm. This was the fourth and final single. The video notable because of the drag queens in there, including an old friend of ours, Dan, the lovely Jodie Lovey. Oh, is she in it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, good for her, actually. Now, this also was a double A side, actually, as well. So, movie star plus a cover of Slave to Love, which I, which Brian Ferry song, which I love. I don't love it as much as movie star, but I, I still think it's very, 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 very good. Slave to love. Slave to And yeah, it was a single, but it was only released in the US and it was supposed to get a release here and they kept pushing it back from July to November and then in the end they decided just to not bloody bother in the, at all, actually, which is a shame, isn't it? It's a, sh- it's a big shame. Uh, but again, it exists on the album for Roisin fans just to love and to say, oh, it's one of my favourite songs on the album, but you haven't heard it. Uh, well, and it's always nice to do that, actually, yeah. But... Um, Once again, some fantastic remixes on this one. Next track then, and this is Primitive. So six songs here <laughs> and a wonderful moment just to pause and breathe for a little bit because uh, where could you go after movie star you couldn't keep that pace up or someone is going to have a heart attack uh, and it might be me no, it won't be me uh, but I love this is a little bit more lo-fi dance with some wonderful production in there but at the same time uh, quite slowly and surely just building and building um, and she really wants to get that man out of his cave man she does yeah which made me think of space man uh, Sam Rider, Eurovision 2022 or that terrible joke what do you do when you see a spaceman no don't say it it's awful you're better than that uh, am I even you are better than that joke Wow, that is saying mm, something. That's very nice. Very nice of me. But yeah, also, I just love the first line as well, Will, from that primordial soup. Will? Yeah? What's your favourite flavour of soup? Uh, pea and mint. Oh, that's a lovely choice. Very refreshing. Mmm, lovely. So lovely. Just have a lukewarm one during the summer. Absolutely lovely. Mmm, lovely. Uh, tomato for me. Not, not that you uh, asked. Didn't ask, didn't ask. Yeah, but it's <laughs> chucking some lentils as well. Rashina would love that. Yeah. But you're so right. This is a real breather. But what I love is that it's such a juxtaposition against movie star. That was so, I think you called it hectic or frantic. The synth sounded so vintage. This sounds fresh almost. It's so minimal. You know, it's still electronic, but there's something stunning about the way it's put out there. I think it's the perfect thing to have in the middle of the album. But again, it's her voice that stands out through that. And you really listen to what she's singing about there because it's just so intentionally sparse. And you have got, once again, 
the use of voice as an instrument, not as obvious as uh, Checking On Me, but you've got that in here. And this one was also co-produced by Ill Factor, as that one was, and uh, Jimmy Douglas as well. Uh, intentionally sparse, like uh, one of those buffets your mum does at the at the pub on a Saturday night. Well, you say buffet, it's just a bowl of salted crisps and salted nuts just to get people to drink more. She's like a local Alan Sugar, she is. It's like the, it's the oldest trick in the book. Number seven now. <clears throat> Footprints. Just because this feels for me don't mean Footprints in the morning snow. What an image, Will. Absolutely stunning. It's like this like this song is. And just when you think we can uh, twist into another direction, we have something funky uh, and a little bit more 80s of a throwback track here. And do you know what I was thinking? Where does this sound familiar? I just thought about Laura Mavula and that wonderful album that she released. You could just imagine her singing this song on that album. You could, yes, that kind of Prince-esque 80s jazz funk thing. Mm. She did so well. Oh, I'd love to hear a collaboration between those two, Will. Laura and Roisin. I mean, there are, there are a lot of people I'd love to see collaborate with Roisin Murphy. And that's one of them. And that's one of them. Uh, you've got a different co-writer on this one, Will. Mark DeClive Lowe. Uh, He is an American-based Japanese New Zealand DJ, musician, composer and producer. Uh, Who else has he worked with? uh, He's also part of Bugs in the Attic, uh, as we spoke about Paul Dolby before. But Mark has worked with people like Miguel Atwood Ferguson and Robin Eubanks. Who's Robin Eubanks? Robin Eubanks is an American jazz and jazz fusion slide trombonist. You're a fan? (laughs) (laughs) But this one, Will, Footprints in the Snow, did make me think. Did you see that Wim Hof programme earlier this year with all the celebrities in the cold? No, I kept meaning to watch it, but then I saw that Holly Willoughby was on it, so I didn't bother. Oh, you're not a fan? Oh, I just think she's... um, No, I'm not a fan. And I don't know why. Because I do like the weather guy who plays the drums. I think he's absolutely fabulous. Oh, he was great in it. Owen. Owen, Owen, yeah. Yeah. It's not Owen. Not not Owen Hughes. Who's who's Owen Hughes? Uh, From Gavin and Stacey. Oh. Is that the one where they haven't got the joke? And is he? Or and does he? Yeah. Is that someone else? Yeah. Uh, it's actually Owen Wynn Evans, actually. Oh, married? Yeah. Um, it was a fun show. You had, yeah, you had Tams and Althwaite on there. You had um, a few other minor celebrities as well, but it was good fun to watch. <laughs> watch them all getting, getting cold together. And if that's not entertainment, and if that's not worth my, my license fee, then I don't know what is. Uh, and Wynn Hoff, it's like a icy version of Bear Grylls, I guess. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and he just he he does like going barefoot and making footprints in the morning snow. He literally does 
uh, barefoot marathons in the snow and things like that. Very strange man, but a very nice man. Okay, track number eight now. Dear Miami. Miami there. This is another highlight for me, Dan. I just love the the pacing and the beat through this and how soulful it is. And that chugging beat through it as well. Again, it's not as immediate or kind of slap you around the face like a big wet fish. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a fantastic song. I really, really like it. I can't put my finger on exactly why, as you can tell, because I'm groping around for something. Groping, yeah. But quite right as well. This is the same writing team as Overpowered and Movie Star. And I think you can really tell, uh, certainly like Overpowered, with how it's filled with sounds, but they make it sound sparse. This one, though, more of a funk to it, I would say. Than something that's more moody, perhaps. It's great guitar um, running through it as well, isn't there? Great guitar. I think some harp in there as well. Just again that you tune into the song and you and you and you hear all these different sounds. But what I really like about this is from Footprint to Dear Miami, both songs singing about snow in a very different way. This one's saying uh, Dear Miami. Dear, I don't know why I said like that. Dear Miami, you're the first to go. <laughs> Disappearing under melting snow. Global warming. But this is what I mean about this album. It's as fresh and relevant today as it was when it was released back in 2007. And honestly, this could be you know out there in the charts now. Actually, Roisin could have gotten up on Glastonbury stage, West Holt stage, and performed this album track by track. Uh, and it would have been a fantastic, seamless, cohesive, rapturously received set. Well, maybe maybe perform it track by track, but we do a bit of talking in between each song. Maybe that'd be better. Uh, no, because I think she'd be quite offended when I chip in at the end to say, oh, what a great time to look at fantastic album artwork. She might strop off the stage or she might belt me one, actually. I would love to see that. She would as well. <laughs> Real backhander. Track number nine now. Private. Uh, Cry Baby, Dan, this is my favourite song on the album. It, I I just, just think it's wonderful. Uh, Roisin Murphy featuring Stomp. Oh, what a great line of mine you stole that I said when the song was playing. <laughs> no. Yeah, Very oh. good. <laughs> it does sound like they've got the pots and pans out for this one though, doesn't it? <laughs> it's wonderful and it's the ultimate in a song that starts off low and slow and then just builds this incredibly pounding, almost techno... Uh, dance beat uh, as you get towards the end of the song 
And I just love it. And I think this is for me, this is Roisin at her, at her wildest and most creative. It's just letting rip is just brilliant. And the fact that this absolute gem is track nine on the album is a fantastic play, way to put have something that true fans are going to love uh, and lap up. Definitely. And this is the return of Parrot and Dean, uh, also with Mike Ward, another Sheffield musician. Uh, so we had Movie Star with them, the chaos of that. Then we had those more like chilled funk moments uh, in between and then they're back. And I think as soon as you hear that cowbell, you know that the chaos is coming back. And I love that you can literally hear the bass turning up and you've got over 90 seconds of the track building before it properly comes in. It's a real gem. It's a real track that makes you work for it. It's a rave up, Will. It is a rave up. And I love the fact you do have to, it's the longest track on the album as well. And you persevere, not that you need to persevere because it's wonderful, but we, we, you're rewarded as you get towards the end of it. And I could listen to something 10 minutes long of that. And I think if you have heard The All Seeing Eye before, or if you have heard I Monster before, you know, you can you can definitely hear their influences in here. Um, and of course, they did also work with Human League on their incredible Credo album, uh, which has been on the long list for the longest time. Uh, they've definitely got a, quite a unique sound to them, haven't they? Dan, you love getting your favourites into every episode. And I'm just and I'm all here for it, actually, because you just you always manage it. Now, well, I ask this a lot. I ask this probably every episode. This one, and there's an extra caveat to this because it did have the Paul Oakenfold. Paul Oakenfold <laughs> remix, as mentioned before. Was it going to be a single? Should it have been a single? Could it have been a single? I don't think it's um, accessible enough to be a single. Also, I wouldn't want it to be a single because as I've said on previous episodes, I love those treats that are tucked away on the album. If you're a fan and you love the album, you know is there. So I wouldn't worry about it. Is it a single? Isn't it a single? Who cares? So track number 10 then, penultimate track on this version of the album that we're doing today. This is Tell Everybody. Tell everybody there. And Timberlake is back. Timberland is back. Timberland is back. Mouthing along. There's so much mouthing of noises and things going on there. What am I trying to say, Will? Quite a cappella. Yeah, a very soulful moment, actually. Uh, I just hope we're not heading to a peter out situation. Oh, I don't think so, Will. I don't think so. But as well as Timberland sounding... uh, also, I want to throw in a few other names. A bit Pharrell. Mm. A bit Mark Ronson as well. Mm. But a great track. I, I enjoy this one. Uh, I It's not my favourite one on the album, but I think it's a really nice moment to catch your breath after the last few bangers on here. And I just love the fact that you just don't know what you're going to get from one track to the next, do you? And that's a good album. It keeps you guessing. 
I mean, you do a cohesive album is lovely, but I do like a kind of the excitement of what on earth is she going to do with this next one? Yeah, and again, it all fits together. It's like an incredible box of chocolates. You know, lots of different flavors in there, lots of different toppings, lots of different textures, but it and all bottomings. works well together. I'm sorry. Uh, lots of different bottomings as well. <laughs> Dirty boy. And you do like to tell everybody, don't you, Will? That this is your song. You can't keep a secret. Keep me a secret. Ainsley. Oh, Ainsley. From Fame, Academy. Fame Academy. Yeah. Yeah. And Dan. Blast from the past. Yeah. It was quite alternative. So we're on to the last track of the album proper. More tracks are available on, um, bonus tracks are available on other versions of this album. Caveat. Uh, but here's the last track uh, that we'll be talking about uh, on the album proper. Rosie Ribbons. Scarlet Ribbons. <laughs> Scarlet Ribbons there. What a wonderful time to talk about a fantastic album artwork. And I had to do it at some point. And this, strangely enough, Dan, felt like a good as moment as ever, as any, mm. to do it. Again, nothing wrong with this song, but it is by a country mile, uh, my least favourite song on the album. But we've got to talk about the album artwork because, again, this carries on the theme that we've had already of Roisin dressed in these fantastic... Uh, garments but in very run-of-the-mill places and this is the most iconic because it's the album cover and everyone remembers this one she's in a greasy spoon of which one of one of the like we've spent many hours in talking about the future plans for track by track whilst you stir six sugars into a cup of tea (laughs) and uh, she's got a wonderful red bobbly outfit on and she's got a fry up on the go uh, someone else has got bread and butter in front of her and she's got all the squeezy squeezy condiments there and I think on the counter it looks like Alma's Cafe from uh, uh, Corrie before Roy's Rolls actually <laughs> that's my favourite one of my favourite uh, descriptions of an album cover ever I think uh, and you've got a little circular sticker with some beautiful handwriting uh, typeface on there which says Roshi Murphy overpowered which, again, is almost juxtaposed to the fact she's in a Greasy Spoon cafe. But I love it. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, I love the album cover. I love the whole campaign, as we said right at the start. And I do like how the they all have this sticker effect on them as mm. well. Well, it makes it look like it's a stunning photograph with a sticker on the top. Someone's ruined it by putting a sticker on the top. Uh, but I love the fact that Roisin also... She, uh, her face is slightly overexposed, so it's very white, and she doesn't look entirely comfortable being there. Maybe she's just got the bill. I don't know. Uh, and oh, service was added, but the service wasn't very good. She doesn't know whether to bring it up or just pay it and deal with it. Uh, and you normally have two tricks uh, when the bill comes. Uh, number one is you go to the toilet for what feels like hours, or you do the whole IBS. Yeah, whatever. You do the old pretending to look for, oh, where's my wallet? Is it in this pocket? Is it in that pocket? Knowing full well, it's at home. And that's why I refuse to add Apple Pay to my devices. So I don't, (laughs) no one can get me on that one. 
<laughs> I, I pretend I pretend I don't trust it. I don't understand it, but it's a good excuse. He does trust it, listeners. He just doesn't want to pay. Uh, if only everyone had that brass neck of you. Anyway, Dan, what do you think of this song? Well, I like it because it's almost quite... It's kind of like a standard thing you'd expect for someone to slow down the album at the end. So I almost wasn't expecting that from Machine. And so she surprised me. It's almost... Uh, she double bluffed me, Will. But I do like the fact that this, again, same writing team as Crybaby and Movie Star, something completely different and stripped back. But maybe that's because this one is co-produced by Dan Carey, who has worked with some absolute legends. He uh, he produced and co-wrote Kylie's Slow. He worked on Hot Chips, Made in the Dark, and Franz Ferdinand's Tonight album. Uh, he also more recently produced LaRue's Super Nature? No, Super Vision album. Supernature Goldfrap, uh, again, not a stone's throw away from this album in terms of uh, style and sound. I've got to tell you about uh, how this album has received absolutely stunning reviews. I'm just going to give you one phrase, a sumptuous 11 track, all killer, no fiddle, electro disco gem, bubbling and sensual. Uh, also... A thoroughly modern pop album that will best appeal to ageing clubbers, which I did take personal offence to, I have to say, but still mm. a very positive review. You know, really critically acclaimed. Uh, and I have to say uh, it got the five out of five in The Observer, uh, which was fantastic. Equally four or five star reviews from a lot of other places as well. And it was a top 20 album smash in the UK. It Good. got to number 20. It got to number 20. Still so top, 20. Yeah, top, Still top, top 20. Still top 20. Uh, and I think the the reviews and the reception do match uh, how much we enjoyed this album and how fantastic it is as a piece of work. What a piece of work. What a piece of work. There's a lot more to talk about. As we said, so many B-sides, bonus tracks, remixes. It's time for some further listening. Will, mm-hmm. I'd love to go first. Oh, go for it, Dan. So we mentioned his name before. The legendary Richard X had a hand in a couple of tracks uh, on the bonus versions of the album. One was called Parallel Lives, but the other was called Pandora. Let's have a little listen. Not one expression on their face. So Pandora there and the wonderful sound of Richard X on co-production. Undeniably him, even though I thought it was him earlier on as well. But what I also love about this is Brasheen singing about her favourite jewellery brand. Oh, for fuck's sake, Dan. Every Mother's Day and every Christmas Eve, you can be found queuing up outside your local Pandora, can't you, to get your mother a charm. Uh, stealing my joke and insulting me in the same sentence. That's quite a feat, even for you. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> I 
And Will, this is my second favourite song with Pandora in the title. Oh, Pandora's Kiss. Oh, Pandora's Box by Louise. Oh, who? what was Pandora's Kiss? Maybe I'm thinking about Judas Kiss by Becky Sudecki from Big Brother. Becky? Ah, uh, I've stumped him on Big Brother. Wow. Remember she had to give the kiss to somebody and the person she kissed was getting nominated. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Two Big Brother references today, though. Well done, us. It's coming back. It's coming home. Well, what do you think of this song? Uh, I adore it. This is one of the tracks that I referred to at the start that could have should have been on the album, could have even been a single. And this was exactly what Richard X was doing so brilliantly back in 2007. Uh, it's got his hallmarks all over it. Those wonderful synthy layers running through this fantastic detailed production uh not too over the top but with so much to listen to and enjoy it really it really rewards repeat listening and a a banging chorus as well what more could you want well tell you what else i could want will further listening choice from yourself today please Uh, i'd be delighted to share my one this isn't just a fantastic b-side This is one of my favourite Roisin Murphy songs ever. This is Sweet Nothing. nothings there and Dan you can tell a good song is when we are singing along to the backing vocals not the main mm-hmm. lead vocal on it because we know the song so well and we know exactly when to come in and the sweet nothings this is everything I love about music as well as everything I love about Roshi Murphy it is fantastic lyrics beautiful voice and a fantastic uh, throwback dance production to it as well which at the same time still sounds like something. If you heard it in a pub, you'd want to throw, you'd want to slam your body down and wind it all around. Hey, 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 slam your body down and wind it all around. I also think it's a fantastic summer vibe as well, which is very appropriate to the time of the year if you're listening at time of release. But yeah, it is a great track, such a strong B-side. And also such an incredible team on this one because it's it's the people who've been uh, working on the album anyway. It's Jimmy Douglas and Ill Factor, but you've also got Dan Carey producing this one. So it's nice to hear him produce something a bit more upbeat. And I do think it has kind of got that super vision sound to it. It's got that kind of quite sparse, beat heavy electronics, but obviously that didn't come till quite a few years later. It's it's just such a great song, and it was the B-side on Overpowered. So what a CD to pick up that was. You've got Overpowered, and then you've got Sweet Nothings, but also you've got Foolish, which is another fantastic B-side as part of the package as well, and you've got the remixes. So honestly, what a time to be a Roisin fan this album was. And talking of time... We're out of it. We're, we're out, out of, of it. time. Yes. yes. The big question is, Dan, are we going to do... What are we going to do next? I don't mean right now. I mean for uh, the next Roisin album. (laughs) 
who knows, Will? I mean, yeah, so much to choose from. Five studio albums. I love Machine Machine, but I'd love to dig a little bit deeper into some of those ones that I don't know too well as well. Dig a little bit deeper, baby. Put it on, put it on, put it on. Oh, Spice Girls again. So do let us know what you think of Rasheen Murphy, what you think of this album. Which album should we do next at Track by Track UK? And don't forget, we are on Patreon, where you can hear many, many, many more albums that haven't been released on podcasting platforms, as well as our exclusive Further Listening series, where we deep dive into your favourite artists. Will, all of that, and we didn't actually manage to talk about the whole Calvin Harris situation. It'll just have to wait till next time. (laughs) It is a massive situation that needs to be talked about. It is. Uh, But he also had his hand in this album, uh, but nothing that we talked about today. But anyway, do your homework. Do your homework. And until next time, I've been a movie star. And I've been a crybaby. Aww. Goodbye. Goodbye. Sorry, can you just say that again? I wasn't listening. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> um. <laughs>